On behalf of Don Mattes, our executive director, who is out today with the flu, I'd like to thank you for being here today to support our work to protect our city's most precious resource, our children. Let me just take a moment to recognize some special guests in the audience. Uh, first, our mayor, Michael Hancock, council members Clark and Cashman. I see, I see we have representatives from the Colorado Department of Human Services with us here today. Thank you. Former members of the Denver Child Safety Net Impact Team that convened uh, late last year. Members of the Mayor's Children Cabinet Subcommittee on Child Safety. Nonprofit partners in attendance, Denver health officials and employees, and of course, Denver Human Services employees. Childhood is meant to be filled with laughter and learning, not with fear or anxiety, but for too many of Denver's children, that is their reality. So each April, we gather with our state, city, and community partners to shine a light on a topic too often left in the dark. Child Abuse Prevention Month is a time when people across the United States talk about the importance of parenting, of being good role models for children, and about ways to recognize and report suspected child abuse and neglect. So if I could leave you with just one thing today, please let it be this. Colorado has one statewide hotline number to report uh, suspicions of abuse or neglect. And that number is, and you're going to hear this a lot from folks today, 1-844-CO-4-KIDS. 1-844-CO-4-KIDS. Calls are confidential, but the information you provide can be life-changing. And as you'll hear more about today, it can be the first step toward truly helping a family in crisis. We are fortunate in Denver to have a mayor who is strongly committed to helping children grow and thrive. Thanks to the support of Mayor Hancock, we have been able to add 51 new child welfare professionals in Denver. We've increased awareness and education around how to report abuse or neglect within the city. We strengthen our child safety net to ensure that families are fully supported and children are protected. And we've implemented changes that are helping us to do more as a city for our families and kids. So without further ado, it is my great pleasure to introduce our mayor, Michael Hancock. Thank you, Jeff. And I want to thank everyone for being here today. What a gorgeous day to, to uh, uh, talk about this very, very important issue in the life of our community. I want to join Jeff in thanking our district attorney, Mitch Morrissey, for joining us today as well. Absolutely. And the members of city council who have, have joined us as well. I don't see her here, which leads me to believe she might be uh, uh, finally having that new baby she's going to have. But our city deputy city attorney, Crystal D. Herrera, uh, would be here, I'm sure, um, um, if it's not for uh, the, the late term of her pregnancy right now. But uh, we want to wish her well. And I know our deputy mayor and director, executive director of Denver Human Services, uh, Don Modest, would be here if it weren't for the uh, onset of the flu. And so we want to wish Don well also. Um, I want to thank all the professionals across Denver who every day uh, make keeping children safe a top priority in, in the great city of Denver, Colorado. I truly do believe in the old saying, and some people say it's a cliche, but it's true, that it does indeed take a village to raise a child. And as we, as we all know, protecting them is no different. Uh, it takes an entire city, and we certainly are a city that has recognized that recently. And that's why last summer, 
I established the Child Safety Net Impact Team, of which Jeff is the co-chair. Uh, it was made up of representatives from Denver Human Services, the Denver Health, Denver Public Schools, Denver Parks and Recreation, the Mile High United Way, the Kemp Foundation, and numerous other agencies and nonprofits from around our metro area. Their charge was not an easy one. Uh, I asked the team to identify immediate actions that we as a community can take to make our child safety net stronger, and they delivered. I want to share just a few examples uh, with you on what they delivered. Today, more than 2,000 more city employees from multiple agencies know how to spot potential child abuse and neglect and how to report it. And every new uh, city employee uh, to Denver now receives training as part of their orientation, effectively creating an army of advocates for Denver's children. Through a partnership between Denver Public Schools and Denver Human Services, social caseworkers spent uh, this last school year working alongside school administrators in three public schools to serve as a school resource and develop improved coordination education between local schools and Denver Human Services, and we plan to keep expanding that effort. Through a partnership with Denver Health, nurses, doctors, and other professionals now lend their medical expertise to Denver Human Service teams, uh, working to determine the appropriate level of response to an allegation of child abuse and neglect. Knowledge and data are powerful in shaping effective procedure. And we know from data that children under the age of five are more well, are most vulnerable. In fact, they make up the overwhelming majority of child fatality uh, cases uh, caused by abuse or neglect. In August, Denver Human Services began automatically assigning for review any new allegation of abuse and neglect when a family has had more than two referrals within the last 14 months and a child under age of five is in the home. And we have already seen some of the results, positive results from that action where we have received reports and we've moved in only to find children in unacceptable conditions. The agency also initiated an administrative review of abuse or neglect reports not assigned for investigation. Through changes like this, DHS social workers physically laid eyes on 28% more children in 2015, providing an opportunity to help families with the resources they need uh, to live healthy lives, healthy, thriving lives in our community. And that hits on an important point that is often overlooked when we talk about this topic. Child abuse prevention is truly about wellness. It's about the wellness, of course, of the child. It's about the wellness of a parent and the wellness of a family. And that lends us, of course, to the wellness of our community. I'm going to ask you to join with me in thanking the, the professionals at Denver Health and all the professionals who've joined with us in this effort to positively impact the lives of children in our city. Please join with me in thanking them. And so today we are here to begin the new Nurse Family Wellness Program, a partnership between Denver Health and Denver Human Services to help intervene when families are struggling, to give them the resources they need to be healthy, well, and thriving. By taking these steps, we've made steady progress toward bringing the gaps in our child safety net systems. With the progress in mind, with this progress in mind, we stand here today to say that when it comes to the safety and lives of Denver's children, 
There is more work to be done, and there's no higher priority. Child, uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month presents an opportunity to renew our conversations with this community about our wellness as a city, to reinvigorate our, our efforts and rededicate ourselves to a future where every child is safe and can thrive. I believe we're making important steps in the right direction. Until then, I am proud, Jeff, to present this proclamation, and I'm going to pull it out to you and all of the stakeholders, to Denver Human Services and all of the stakeholders, um, that I won't read, but simply proclaims that April 2016 is hereby, hereby proclaimed as Child Abuse Prevention Month in the city and county of Denver. Again, we want to thank you all for being here, and thank you for standing the gap for our most vulnerable in our community. Thank you, Mayor. One of the recommendations of the impact team was to have conversations with our community to better understand why more people don't step forward to report suspicions of child abuse. On its face, it seems simple. But what we know, what we've heard from our community over the last six months from many, is that while it seems simple on its face, you can't diminish the very real concerns that confront individuals when deciding whether or not to make reports of suspicions of child abuse or neglect. But I want to let you know today that when you make the decision to call, you're not doing this alone. Again, when you call 1-844-CO4-KIDS, it triggers, triggers a process that works to identify the immediate safety concerns of children, and it also looks for ways to identify to help families. One of our uh, important resources and partners in our effort to protect children in the uh, city of Denver is Denver Health. And I'm truly excited today about the potential of the Nurse Family Wellness Program. I'd like now to introduce uh, Dr. Kathy Wells, the director of the Denver Health Clinic at the Family Crisis Center, to join us and share more. Good morning. Um, first of all, thank you to Mayor Hancock and uh, Denver Human Services, Jeff Holliday, for bringing this event to Denver Health to illustrate the close partnership we share around this issue and the bright future that I believe we have in achieving the best outcomes possible for all of Denver's children. I was asked to speak at today's ceremony to announce a development in our partnership that I'm really proud to share with you all today. Before I get to that, though, I'd like to give you a little bit of background. Denver Health and Denver Human Services have been longtime partners and over the last several years, I've had the pleasure of working with Jeff Holliday, their Deputy Director of Protection and Prevention. Jeff's child welfare caseworkers do so much for children and families in Denver already. But because of the legal constraints, it takes a certain set of circumstances to meet the threshold of intervention by child welfare. Jeff and I have spoken frequently about the limitations caseworkers have in our work together and how we can try to get help to families who need it before there is a crisis. At Denver Health, we already have frequent contact with families and children, some of them most at risk, children who are five and under. Our doctors and our nurses see mothers for prenatal care, and they regularly observe children in their first few months and years of life. We also see the unfortunate warning signs, and we're mandated to report abuse and neglect by the state of Colorado. So the kind of prevention work that Jeff and I began talking about years ago seem like a natural fit for our medical professionals at Denver Health. Last summer, 
when the mayor's office asked that I join his child safety net impact team with Jeff, I was honored to answer the call to serve the Mile High City and most importantly, our children. But also because of my work with Jeff and human services, I was excited to help make a reality one of the first recommendations of the impact team, a closer partnership whereby Denver Health could contribute to the important work of truly preventing child abuse and neglect. That's why I'm proud to announce to all of you today the beginning of the Nurse Home Wellness Program and a closer partnership between Denver Health and Denver Human Services. With the completion of our joint operation agreement in January and the recent hiring of two fabulous new nurses who are here today, the Nurse Wellness Program is in the research and discovery phase of how we can work more closely with families to make available a broader set of resources and help our most vulnerable children, frankly, before it's too late. At our current progressing pace, we hope to enroll the first families later this spring. I'm glad to speak on behalf of Denver Health when I proudly say we're excited about this opportunity to have an even greater impact in our community by providing help and resources to those children and families who need it the very most. So thank you again to Mayor Hancock, to Denver Human Services, for leading this city in the effort. And thank you all for being here to show your support for protecting our most precious resource, our children. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Wells. Dr. Wells covered up my notes, so bear with me for one second. I was fortunate to attend the state's Child Abuse Prevention Month event on Friday at the state capitol, where Ms. Colorado, who is also a nurse, spoke about her work with lawmakers and organizations across the country to fight child abuse. Ms. Colorado, as you likely know, is also a, excuse me, uh, also a nurse, which further underscores the important role our health partners play in helping support healthy families. Another important partner in our work to help strengthen families and keep kids safe is the parents we've successfully worked with on child welfare cases. Our Denver Parent Advocates Lending Support, or DPALS, are a vital component of our work to help families who are struggling to stay connected. I admire greatly our next speakers. It is never easy to talk about some of the darkest days of your life, but Calder and Shauna will tell you, it's not your past that matters, it's your present and how you choose to shape today's choices in tomorrow's future. At this time, I'd like to ask Shauna and Calder Darling to share a few words. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Calder Darling. Um, I started using drugs at a very young age. And uh, at a very young age, I was addicted to meth and became a full-time meth addict. Um, I tried for a very long time to maintain a family and continue using drugs. Um, this formula did not work well. I ended up in the system and had abandoned my children for drugs and could not find a path back to reconciliation. My relationship with my kids, after many years in and out of jail, had diminished. I eventually was admitted to an intense in inpatient program where I had time to take a look at myself and gain some tools to better myself. Eventually, I was connected to a support system with, uh, with people who have been lost their children and are now helping to 
other people to get their children back. So that's kind of what we do. And that's the deep house. Um, we work with parents that are currently in child welfare system to navigate through the difficult process, also to help them reunify with their children whenever possible. Some of the advice that we give parents can only come from someone who has been through the same trials. We help parents connect to resources that are offered through the Department of Human Services, as well as many other outside facilities with great success. Being a part of the group for almost four years now has uh, given me a great positive outlook into how we can make a difference, all of us. Today, I am reminded that prevention is possible through education. Thank you. Now, this is my beautiful wife, Shauna Darling. Uh, we have eight children together. We're a blended family, and we're both in recovery. There she is. Good morning, everyone. I'm Shauna Darling, and today I would like to share with you a small piece of my story. Sometimes people with the worst past can create the most beautiful future. All of us have made mistakes a few times in life, and I'm sure most of you, like me, have taken these mistakes as an opportunity to learn and grow. I'm going to share with you some of my experiences, rich and complex, which have shaped me into the person I am today. I was addicted to methamphetamines for a period of 15 years. This addiction led me to two separate open child welfare cases, and I was in danger of losing my children. Through this experience, I gained a vast amount of knowledge on how to live life, life successfully. Unfortunately, this event was not enough for me to quit using. I continued using for several more years, hurting those that loved me. And it was only when I realized that I was something more than my addiction that my world began to change. I enrolled in a program at Red Rocks Community College called Gateway and found that I had a chance, a chance at a new and better life. Through this program at the school, I met a woman who introduced me to a volunteer group at the Denver Human Services called DPALS. This group would become another cornerstone in my new life. I enjoy being an advocate for parents who are having difficulties in their own lives. It is important to let them know that everyone goes through hard times and it's how we are able to come out of these times that can help shape our future. Our past does not define us. It is a learning tool that we can take into our future. My family has been reunited and we are truly blessed. Who better to help others than individuals who have been through the same experiences? Thank you all for giving me the opportunity to share my story with you. I'd like to, uh, again, just thank uh, Shauna and Coulter uh, so much for sharing your story, not just with us today, but with parents who are working toward their own new beginning and for showing that the path ahead is what you choose it to be. Now, you may have noticed blue pinwheels pop popping up across the city. If you, uh, if you haven't yet, you will, and you see them in front of you. These pinwheels are a national symbol for child abuse prevention. By its very nature, the pinwheel signifies whimsy and childlike ideas, and in essence, the blue pinwheel for prevention has come to serve as the physical embodiment or reminder of the great childhoods we want for all of our children. So at this time, I'd like to invite all of you uh, to join us in planting pinwheels uh, here in the yard. Thank you.